Hello and welcome to the guest-free edition of the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. This is the show where we talk about all things transportation, and today it is 100% guest-free. I am the traffic anchor and transportation reporter for Denver 7 News, Jason Luber. I'm Denver 7's own pedestrian advocate, Joseph Peters. Who needs guests when you got the two of us? That's exactly right. No guests today because I was too busy to book somebody this week, basically. That's pretty much the... Um, Pretty much the excuse that I have for you today, Joseph. There we go. Uh, we're live every morning on television from 4.30 till 9 with that new OTT thing. Well, streaming. we don't can't call it OTT, right? <laughs> we got to call it streaming? Yes. Oh, anyway, it's really kicking my tail, frankly. That's what's going on. Um, it's full on and it's very busy. So, well, all right. Let me clarify this a little bit. I am live the entire time. The anchors are live. For 10 minutes each half hour at 7, 7 and 7.30. And Lisa tapes all the weather forecasts. So so I am live from 4.30 to 9, while everybody else is live from 4.30 to 7, and then taped after that. That's the peril of the job, man. Unfortunately, while the weather doesn't change, the traffic does. Yes, and you cannot tape a traffic report and have it last for more than, I don't know, about three seconds. Unless you are Amelia Earhart. <laughs> or you just don't care. Oh, man. Synonymous. Yeah, exactly. You know, I still can't believe people watch that garbage. Uh, but it leaves me less time to work on this program, unfortunately, and less time to find and book guests and also work on my other driving you crazy stories that are wildly popular from the viewers that I hear about all the time. Um, and, and recently, I've received a lot of complaints and questions about license plate tags and expired tags. I received a picture from somebody, and it was a picture of a long, skinny, European-style license plate. And it had real license plate numbers, and then on the left side of it, there was a little uh, rectangle, and it had the, uh, a Colorado flag and the, war, and, and the letters, big letters, uh, uh, C-O, capital letters. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it would be an official Colorado license plate. Colorado has over 130 different license plates to choose from, from helping out Greyhounds and all the different sports teams and the 10th Mountain Division and Columbine and about any other cause that you want, Pueblo Chili's, anything you want, you can probably get it on a Colorado license plate, right? Right. But this is not one of them. Correct. So somebody sent me a picture, and I ran the plates. It's actually owned by a big deal appliance business up in Longmont, uh, and I called the owner, and he never called me back. Shocker. <laughs> we'll see if he changes his plates after this story. I'm airs. sure he will. Uh, but, yeah, so that so so I, I, I got that question. So I was answering that question on air, and, and I've received a lot more of these. And I actually did a whole big story about it that I, I wrote a while back, and, and, I, and maybe I should revisit that one and actually have it as another driving you crazy maybe later on in October. Yes. About how many people are driving around with expired plates, um, expired tags. And what I see a lot of people that are moving here, and maybe you did this too when you first moved here. Maybe. But let's say you move here in May. And your registration is good until November from your previous state. You are not going to change your car registration to Colorado or to the state you moved to uh, for that duration because your plates are still good up until that time for that old state. Now, technically, that's illegal. However, people still do it. 
Well, I mean, like, I think with the license plates in general, that's where we're at, right? Is that technically a lot of people are doing illegal things, not registering their cars, not yeah. re-registering in times, not registering when they move states, uh, driving around with a completely bogus license plate that yep. shouldn't be on the road. Yep. Uh, and police have better things to do. Well, that's I, really what it comes down to, right? Nobody's pulling you over for having the wrong license plate. Well, not they, they should. Uh, but let's say you have an out-of-state plate that's still valid. Well, they they don't know that you've moved here. Correct. I mean, that you could just be driving through. I mean, what, there's no reason to pull you over at that point. Mm-hmm. But if you have a temporary plate that expired in July and it's now uh, October, then you should uh, have that changed. Absolutely. And there are a lot of expired plates. Well, in what, what started the whole story in the in the beginning, somebody sent me an expired plate uh, it was, uh, I think, dated September, October, something like that, of last year, and it was it was basically a year old. Oh, wow! So yeah, it was pretty egregious. It wasn't just like the month grace period kind of thing. Right, right. It right. was really, really significantly old. Listen, man. Every time I think about going to the DMV and I weigh my chances of getting a ticket for not re-registering my car, I think I can wait on the DMV another couple of days. Oh, exactly. And because if you do the ticket is not that much money. Right. And even if you get towed, you can have your car towed to a street, dropped off at the street, because you can't go into the tow yard and pick it up. Right. That you have to show proof of registration, insurance, all that stuff. But you can have it towed from the lot to another place. You can have it towed right there to the street where then the tow truck leaves and all right, see ya. Off you go. And that's all still less expensive than having your vehicle registered in this state, especially if it's a newer, more expensive vehicle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I should rerun. Well, I'll run that because uh, I have another one about the airborne unit. It's um, next week is is talking all about is the airborne unit that's uh, flying over the highways that is calculating your speed from the air, and then you get pulled over and get a ticket. Is that valid in court? And yes, it is. They basically have markings on the pavement on these interstates, and the person in the airplane is using a stopwatch and stop and and you know start stop using those calculations and estimating your speed, and those numbers hold up in court. Boom. Are those even used anymore? Though yes, really, all the time, all the time. Colorado has like five airplanes. Interesting. Yep. And so I have that for next week on the Tuesday segment. Beautiful. Can't wait. Driving you crazy on TV. By the way, if you ever want to be a guest on this program, we have a phone number to make it really easy for you. You, I know you're out there. I can see the downloads. I know you are out there listening to this program from all around the world. So please give us a phone call. 303-832-0217. 303-832-0217. Boom. Leave your voicemail there. Was this the impotence or maybe a... Uh, a spark for the Broncos hotline that we are now doing? Uh, yes. Good. Can't confirm that, but I'm going to say yes. Okay, good. Uh, I have a few alcohol-related stories today. Great. One could be in consideration for best alcohol-related story of the year. That's coming. Away, up. That's coming up. And let me say at the outset of this first story, it's not a story from The Onion, satirical uh, paper. That, that should tell you where this one's going. Authorities say a woman in the drive-thru of an Oregon Taco Bell poured Hennessy cognac. Have you had the Hennessy? Of 
course I've had Hennessy, Jason. You like have the Hennessy? Have you had Hennessy? I have had the Hennessy. Do you like the Hennessy? Eh, yeah, that's kind of where I, I'm at, I like, too. Yeah, I, I, Real I, overrated. Yeah, I'm more into the bourbon. So anyway, uh, so this woman is in the drive-thru of the Oregon Taco Bell, pours the Hennessy, co- the Hennessy into the mouth of an employee at the drive-thru. <laughs> yeah. Was the employee willing or not? Uh, apparently... Kind of willing to Kinda stick their willing. head out enough to get some Hennessy in their mouth. Okay. But then that person was arrested, not the drinker, but the drink e or the drink pourer, by police who happened to be right behind her in that same Taco Bell line. Yay! <laughs> Bad timing. Wow. Wow. Yeah, out of all the gin joints and all the places in the world. Uh, so it happened about 1.30 on an early Saturday morning, Friday night. The sergeant followed the woman out of the parking lot, pulled her over. The 23-year-old was booked into jail on suspicion of driving under the influence. And police say the Taco Bell employee didn't know the woman that poured the Hennessy into her mouth and said most of the cognac was spilled onto the ground. Yeah, there's no good angle to get out of a drive through window quickly and have something poured in your mouth. I mean, no. who are you, the Elastigirl? Because, yeah, you're, you're lower in the car. Right. The drive through uh, employee is up higher, usually. So that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good reach. Right. So you got to bend down. you got to tilt your I – mean, the best you're going to do is tilt your head to the side. Right. Right? Get out the window, tilt your head to the side. They're going to be trying to hit your mouth from an up angle, and it's going to be hitting you from a sideways. So and so I, it's that's gonna going to spill everywhere. all over your uniform. Yeah, man. You can't work after that. You're going gonna to reek <laughs> of Hennessy for the next two days. Now, aren't most Taco Bells 24-hour? Uh, I think so. So, But maybe they were off uh, uh, at, like one, at 2 o'clock because this was happening at around 1.30. Maybe that was a two o'clock shift. Jason, I can know. I be honest with you? No. If anybody don't be honest with me. Anybody comes through a drive-through <laughs> window, and I am the drive-through employee, and they have a bottle of liquor, and they say, "Let me pour this into your mouth," I'm just gonna say yes. Like on principle, I'm going to say yes, not because I'm an alcoholic or anything, but because you can't turn that down. Oh no, I I completely agree with you. Oh yeah, no matter what, and even if uh, the uh, store has security cameras. Even if I get fired for it, I mean, oh like, yeah, come so on, yeah, man. so what what you, you'll find you, another job. Exactly. And you know, they only use they or go back to the security cameras if there's some kind of problem suspected. They don't just go back and have somebody just reviewing the cameras. I mean, literally, the only way you would get caught if it is if police are directly behind the driver in line. <laughs> That's how it's going to happen. A woman is facing charges after driving to the police station while intoxicated to pick up her boyfriend, who had already been arrested for DUI. Yay! This is not the first time we've had a story like this. The girlfriend was trying to be sneaky by parking around the corner and then walking over to the station, trying to fool the officers into thinking that she was not driving. Uh, But police figured out what was going on and then arrested her for DUI as well. Wait, but how did police... Do you, we don't know how police figured out what was No, going we do on. not. I don't want to give them too much credit. I feel like this woman probably set a trap for herself. Most likely she did. And this bizarre story unfolded at about 1140 on a Friday night when Nassau County deputies stopped a couple in Florida. Uh, a couple after they were nearly hit by a car, they cut off while they were riding their bikes while crossing a street. So there's these two people... Man and woman, on bikes, crossing a street in front of a car. They cut him off, almost got hit. Well, an officer was called to the scene, right? Smelling booze, the deputy placed both 
the man and the woman under arrest. The situation took an interesting twist when the arresting deputy noticed the couple had shed their clothes and were starting to have sex in the back of his patrol car. (laughs) When the deputy opened the car to intervene, the naked man knocked him to the ground and took off running into the night. (laughs) Presumably sans pants or pants around ankles. The woman grew violent as deputies moved her to a different vehicle. She was taken to the ground and later checked out at the hospital. Her blood alcohol content was .06. That's when she took a breathalyzer three hours later. How much do you... um Probably how much you process, yeah. you know, I mean, you probably processed half at least. So yeah. she was well over, well yeah. over that. The man was later taken into custody after deputies caught up to him at a nearby Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> Had he put clothes on by that point? I don't know. So you see a naked man at your local Cold Stone. That could be um, an indication that you are drunk. Have you ever had to run naked from something? I, well. <laughs> Is I'm there a story that. that's on the fence? Well, I'm just thinking about that. There might have been. I know we did a skinny dip jump off of some cliffs into the Chattahoochee River. Okay, okay. I remember that. That was college days. I mean, it's college, man. Yeah. Uh, His blood alcohol content was .145. Again, when they measured it, right? Yes. That dude was chugging natty ice all day. uh, Both were booked in the Nassau County Jail on several charges, including resisting arrest with violence, unnatural and lascivious acts, exposure of sexual organs, and driving under the influence on bikes. Yay! Unnatural? That's what we're going with? Nothing unnatural uh, about that. Apparently, that's a law in Florida mm. because Florida. Unnatural. The good news, no one was hurt when a semi carrying 44,000 pounds of Nutella rolled over on I-94 in northern Indiana. The bad news is that a semi carrying 44,000 pounds of frozen waffles didn't roll over right next to it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And a nice fire to toast it right up, man. Uh, According to the driver of the semi, a car cut in front of him, and then the car slammed on its brakes. The sudden stop forced the semi to brake hard, steer left, causing him to lose control of the semi, and he crashed into the concrete median head on. Look, man, I think that this story, if we can be serious for a moment, I think that this story is a really good example of why we need to be looking at rail infrastructure around the country so we have less of these semis on the road and more of them on high-speed rail where they're both moving faster and they're out of the way of our highways uh two words joined into one for you hyper loop yes yes the hyper loop but it also is a is a tale of car drivers having no respect for the necessary stopping distance of semis oh absolutely absolutely and i i mean I think as a country, we do need to have the conversation as there are more ride shares, as there are more scooters, as there are more bicycles, and as we have infrastructure for those things, should we be upping the requirements to become a driver and make it more difficult to become a driver and make sure that the people who are on our roads are safer people? I never, ever remember, and maybe maybe you don't either. You just went through driving, Ed, not too long ago, talking about safety around semis, cutting off semis. No. 
you probably never had those direct lessons. No, the only thing that stuck with me from drivers at about semis is you don't want to drift under them, which is well, it's nearly impossible. Well, and it's damn useless advice, right? Like, yeah. don't don't drive under a semi, Jason. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. The only about the only time you were able to do that is if you had a really low, like a uh, Ferrari, Lamborghini that was low enough and short enough that could go under. We've seen the movies that, yeah. that have done that. Yep. But now all the semis are basically required, especially the East Coast semi trailers, to have those side uh, curtains on them mm-hmm. to prevent cars from either going un- under them or people from sliding under them. Mm-hmm. And so you you rarely could ever do that anymore. It's right. just because of the way they're. Constructed now. Yeah. yeah. I remember in driver's ed, I had a teacher that used to say, every time passing a semi-trailer, she would look at the tires to see if they were worn down really badly, because then at any moment they could blow up. Oh, God, that's my nightmare, man. Anytime. Watching a semi-tire blow up either next to you or in front of you. Now, in my 50 years, I guess I've been driving for 36 or 37 years. Okay. uh, That's happened to me one time. I have a lot of miles logged under this belt, and I have had it happen to me one time. I was in Florida, of course, in Jacksonville, driving south on 95, and this semi that was in front of us, I was in the rental car, boom, I could hear the explosion from the tire. And then I see the pieces flying. A part of the tire hit the windshield, but then I was able to dive out of the way fast enough and I knew, and I'm pretty good about knowing my surroundings, so I didn't hit the alligator, or, you know, mm. that's what you call the leftover part of the tread, because usually those tires are uh, retreads, and oh, so okay. the retread part will shave off, and that's why you see that big, long piece, and they call it an alligator. But this was a full-blown blow-up of a, of a tire. <laughs> yeah, and so it's happened once in all those years. Yeah, one so, too many. But it is uh, a good reminder to... Be safe around semis. Give them uh, plenty of distance. They can't stop, especially when they're loaded with 45,000 pounds worth of whatever. Uh, They can't stop very quickly. So give them a break, people. Uh, Have you heard about Uber and Lyft and the drivers in New York City who are now protesting over low pay and the working conditions there in New York? So they have brought traffic to basically a crawl in parts of the city during rush hour. Wow. Uh, there was a caravan of cars just yesterday slowly rolling down one of the major roads with a massive line of slowed motorists behind them, and it lasted for hours and hours because the, when you have a traffic jam, especially in Manhattan and around New York City, they are going to last for a long time. I just, and, and I, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say this, that will get you killed in Denver. Like, if there was three cars or five cars rolling wide and grinding traffic on 6th Avenue down to 15 miles an hour, yeah, somebody would take a crowbar to those cars. They, it would just happen. You know what I mean? The Independent Drivers Guild, which represents drivers with the two rideshare companies, said it was protesting app changes, so changes to the Waze and Lyft apps, that it claims will result in the drivers being paid less. Last week, Uber said that it would begin to restrict how many drivers can go online at any one time in certain areas of the city during low demand. Yes, but part of that was in response to taxi industry concerns that are real. Yes. That you're oversaturating the market and you can't, it just doesn't make sense to do that. It's also because of the de Blasio administration who 
wants to limit the number of vehicles in and around Manhattan. Right, which is an honorable goal. I mean, that's exactly what we should be trying to do is cutting down on car traffic in general in these big cities. And so this is a key way of doing it is by limiting the number of ride shares. So you don't have people just aimlessly driving around in a lift for 40 minutes before they get their one ride at 11 o'clock in the afternoon. And you would think that that would actually increase the amount of money that these ride share drivers would actually earn. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of folks that used to drive taxis in Manhattan and around New York, they knew that they could use their own car and either double dip or they could make more money with the rideshare than they can in the taxis. Um, when I've talked to taxi drivers around here and other places, it depends on what kind of cab they have. If they have a cab that they lease from the cabbing, cab company, um, then they can, you know, they all make a certain amount of money, but then they have to pay the cab company right. for that cab. Then there's certain ones that uh, will have the advertisements on them. They pay a little less for those cabs. Um, same thing in Las Vegas. Um, talk to those folks. But they'll make more money, uh, at least mo- they, they consider that more money, if they're driving their own car. Mm-hmm. Even though they, they don't really take into consideration the wear and tear, the gasoline, the higher insurance, all that other stuff um, when they're driving their own car. Well, I think when it comes right down to it, the old taxi model versus the current Lyft model, uh, you know, they both have drawbacks, but I think they're, the Lyft model is the obvious winner. Owning the car outright versus having to pay somebody to use it every week is a nightmare. You know what I mean? It's yeah. obvious which one is better. And that's what makes it so funny that Lyft and Uber both tried to get into that game by partnering with Enterprise and saying, hey, you can rent this car for $105 a week, and then you can go make as much money as you right. want to, right? But the problem with Lyft and Uber is that there's not that sort of unlimited cash flow, quote unquote, potential that there is with a taxi cab because the pricing structure is so much more rigid and the drivers get such a more limited cut of it. Yep. So. It'll be interesting to follow this and see where it goes, if it spreads to other cities or uh, what happens with that. Um, But that's just something to watch. Mm -hmm. One part of an airport that can be obviously a huge influence of your experience while you're there at that airport are the restrooms. Yes. I mean, you just think about the last airport you were in and you think about the airport restroom, Mm -hmm. right? Some of the airport restrooms are, are terrible, while others are just mediocre. Um, others are pretty nice. Not where, many. Where are those? I haven't seen those yet. The uh, DIA has uh, decent restrooms. Uh, where was I recently that had some nice ones? Um, L- let me rephrase Atlanta this. actually had some nice ones when I was there. I don't think there's such a thing as a pretty nice public restroom. No. Right? Like the, 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 the ceiling for that is fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, one airport is going high tech. The Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. They're investing millions of dollars in its restroom experience as their airport board approved a three-year plan worth about $3.2 million. And what they're going to do is have Trax Analytics. This is the company that will implement smart bathroom technology in the airport's 135 restrooms. Tracy Davis, the president and chief executive of Trax, says restrooms are the first thing and the last thing that passengers use, so it really impacts their journey and it really impacts their experience at that airport. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Could not agree more. When this new technology is up and running, travelers will see digital signs outside of each bathroom. It will tell them how many stalls are open. Okay. (laughs) Well, that might help for the ladies. Men just go in for the urinals yeah i mean but yep. but obviously the the it, it i see more 
men in airport restrooms, in the stalls, than any other place I've ever been. Right. Because, you know, you're traveling and... Privacy. When you gotta, yeah. when you got to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you, you got to go. Uh, once you get inside the restroom, people will see occupancy lights above each stall, letting you know which ones are free and which ones are occupied. We've seen that at some parking garages where they'll have the lights over the space so you know if green means you can park there, red means it's already full. Yes, they are bringing parking garage technology to our bathrooms. (laughs) That way you don't have to shake the door or look under the stall for for a pair of shoes. I don't mind looking under the stall. What are you, some kind of a sicko? Not like a sicko, but you know what I mean. Like That's fine. Yeah, I have the right sight line. I can do it from a distance. Wasn't there some congressman that was a... Trouble for that sort of thing? Yeah, okay. So, obviously, that sentence sounded a lot worse than it was supposed to be. <laughs> Now, the Dallas Airport custodial staff apparently will also see big benefits from this technology. Sensors equipped throughout the restroom will let cu- uh, custodians know when things like soap or paper towels or toilet paper when they're running low. I don't think the sensors will have any ability to let the staff know when somebody has peed all over the floor. That's too bad, because that feels like some useful technology. You would think so. Mm -hmm. Uh, They say the sensors will allow staff to operate on demand rather than on a time-scheduled approach, making sure the bathrooms are well-stocked. So you will already have uh, uh, savings in employee, not only time, but effectiveness while they are working. Uh Uh, It's supposed to increase their operational efficiency, is what they say. I'm not sure if that technology really will also... Uh, let the custodians know if somebody has flushed or not. Or if one of the potties needs an extra uh, extra set of plunging. Yes. Because I was going to say hands, but that would be the whole wrong That's thing disgusting. to say. But That's yes, it. I mean, you're talking about real useful stuff now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, but then if you have sensors in your potty, I don't know if I really want that. <laughs> Do you? Do you? Really? I don't want to think about it. Uh, let's put it that way. It's already running in Houston and in Atlanta. Maybe that's why I thought the Atlanta airport's uh, bathrooms were, were better than average. Uh, I'll be hanging out in the Atlanta airport again here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, I'll go and I'll reassess the situation. Write a Yelp review. Of the bathrooms? Yes. At the Atlanta airport? Yes. It'll be um, it'll be as I'm waiting for my spirit flight. Oh, so <laughs> I'll go from... Maybe, hopefully, a, a good bathroom there in Atlanta to a horrible flight on Spirit. Yes. Who was I talking to? Oh, Skylar McKinley from AAA. I was talking to him yesterday, and he mentioned to me about Spirit, and he says he doesn't mind Spirit so much. You know, he said the seats are pretty close together, and he, he's tall like me, and so he had a, a, a issue with that. But otherwise, he said he didn't have a problem with it. But he's a single guy flying around without two kids and a wife who will let him have it. I don't know, man. I, I guess I didn't have a problem with it. It's still not a ringing endorsement of your airline. Like, I didn't have a problem with Spirit either. <laughs> That's true. But I really enjoyed flying on Southwest because the seats were significantly more comfortable. And I could, like, use the Wi-Fi. And I could have a soda without having to pay $4 for it. Spirit Airlines. Most travelers don't have a problem with it. <laughs> Spirit Airlines. We're okay. And that's fine with us. I mean, yep. yep. Spirit Airlines, mediocrity. That's our business model. (laughs) 
Spirit Airlines. You like your knees? You'll be real close to them when you get into our very little seats. There you Spirit go. Airlines. That's accurate. Those those are the smallest, Jason, the smallest seats I've ever sat in in my life, man. I was not prepared to be up against metal with my knees. I will get to enjoy that when I fly from Atlanta to Tampa. I'm just hoping. I, I understand all the all the bad stuff here, but I, I'm just hoping that the flight's on time. That is that is my level of expectation right now. That will be my my happiest I will be. Listen, man, I think if if your goal is an airline that you don't have a problem with, you're going to be just fine. Well, no, I mean, I'm sure I'll have problems with them. Well, yeah. But it's, I just I just want to make it from point A to point B uh, in the same fashion that I left and arrived. So you've never flown Spirit before? No. You've never gotten to uh, read their drink menu? No, I have not. Oh, my God, Jason. Jason, Jason. <laughs> Is this going to be good? It's an adventure, man. Nice. My, if you can do math, you'll pick apart Spirit's drink menu in a heartbeat. By the way, going back to uh, uh, Allegiant Airlines, I was re-watching some of my 60 Minutes that I had taped, and uh, it came up on the story about Allegiant and how bad they are at some of their uh, s- safety and... Yep. Um, mechanical, uh, or I guess their maintenance schedules. Anyway, they um, I, I remember flying Allegiant forever ago from here to Las Vegas. Uh, actually, I think it was from the Springs to Las Vegas when they were flying out of here. And, and, the, and the flight was, I guess, $30, something like that. It was ridiculously low. Yep. Um, and I didn't have a problem with them, but I'm hoping that they're, well, getting they some haven't. of those issues taken care of. They haven't. They are not. They are still the frontier of Las Vegas. So I found this next topic super interesting, and it goes like this. When the phone rang at a private ambulance center in Tehran, a famous Iranian soccer player was on the line. The operator recognized him instantly and expressed sympathy for the presumed medical emergency in his family. The soccer star laughed and said, nobody was sick. He was requesting a reservation for an ambulance for a day to run errands around the city. He wanted to avoid the choking traffic that can turn a 10-minute ride into a two-hour trek. The money he was offering was equivalent to a teacher's monthly salary. And for wealthy Iranians and even private tutors preparing students for national university exams, hiring an ambulance as your own private car has become the latest trend in a country with no shortage of time-consuming and frustrating traffic jams. That is stunning to me. Would you do it? Uh, let's say that, well, I'll start off with saying that the practice there as well as here is is obviously illegal. Oh, no, well, never mind. But would I do it if I, I, my, I guess in my early days when I had uh, less scruples than I do now, maybe, but I, I would definitely not do it now. Respect. Okay. All of the ambulance companies officially expressed concern that the abuse of emergency service vehicles with their ability to run through the red lights and be allowed to clear a path through their destinations would create a serious breach of public trust and impede the speedy transfer of patients to and from medical facilities. Many Iranians are calling for the authorities to crack down, but the hiring of ambulances for non-emergency purposes continues. Now, we here in this country, we have the ability to hire non-emergency service vehicles to take you from, let's say, a nursing home or your home to a hospital. Let's say you're not having a heart attack. Right. You weren't just shot. You are just feeling ill or you're sick of some sort. You don't need to go red hot 
to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. You just need a transfer because of, let's say, your dialysis and you just can't yeah. drive. Something like that. But this is something. This is compl- not that. No, this no. is not that. And we could not use those services, nor do they run red lights and sirens, the non-emergency services here in the United States. Tehran is a city of 14 million, and unregulated construction and development has turned it into the one of the world's worst places for traffic jams. Major highways can resemble a parking lot with stalled vehicles at just about any hour of the day. The city has deployed creative methods to curb traffic problems at no avail. Drivers into central Tehran, for example, require a special permit, and for a while, cars were allowed on the roads at various times depending on the last number of your license plate, if it was odd or it was even. We have seen that in other parts of the world as well, mm-hmm. where they also have choking traffic jams, mostly in Southeast Asia, I- India, Denver. Place- <laughs> we don't have that <laughs> yet here. Around Tehran, cars routinely speed down the opposite direction on one-way lanes. They drive backwards on highway exits, and they'll blow through speed signs and just drive as fast as they want. When a police officer does issue a ticket, the first impulse is often to bribe that officer and implore him to tear up the ticket. And it happens often. I've seen that also in Mexico. I was going to say, probably happens all the time, right? I can't imagine the police in Iran are very uh, strict about these things. No, I, I think they, yeah, I think they're pretty used to it. Yep. The ambulance scandal, however, may be a step too far, they say. The public backlash has been severe on social media and in local newspapers. Many Iranians have criticized the government for its inability to detect and end the ambulance violations. The head of Tehran's private ambulance services told Iran news outlets that the practice is widespread and it's not limited to celebrities and that police are too busy to check if there's an actual patient in each ambulance. I don't understand how police are too busy to check when I am able to check the back of every ambulance that I encounter to see if there is somebody <laughs> inside or not. I mean, how are they going to ch- It's just like checking, uh, I, like I said earlier, how do you check if somebody from out of state ha- that has a valid uh, tag on their on their license plate is now living here and working here? And you, There's just you no know, way. I would argue that it actually takes a lot less effort to find out if there's a body in the back of an ambulance. Well, no, you could find if somebody's there, right? But there's going to be sitting upright. They're not going to be laying down with tubes and and cords and and that's what you're looking for, right? Things patient, attached no to patient. them. Patient, no patient, no patient, good. Patient, bad. Maybe they could have a camera in the ambulance on the inside that has a video screen on the outside, so you actually know if there's a patient in there or not. You know, you you say that like it's a joke, but solutions, man. I I am all about solutions. I am an idea guy. Yes. I have great ideas. It's just about implementing the ideas that I, ha- I lack some uh, gumption with. The identities of the celebrities and the private ambulance services violating the law have not been revealed. It's also unclear what measures the ambulances take to make sure the wealthy can travel in the same vehicles used to transport sick or bleeding patients. Calls to more than a dozen private ambulance services in Tehran drew denials that they would take such unorthodox requests. Iranian news outlets reported that Tehran's prosecutor general had issued an order to end the ambulance violations. The police have been told to stop and confiscate ambulances that are found to be transporting people who are not patients and refer the company to court. Recently, ambulance drivers have reported an increase in other drivers refusing to make way for the ambulances, which obviously is going to be the major problem here, Mm -hmm. where you have the abuse of the system, and when the system really needs to be used for people who are genuinely sick, injured, time is of the essence, 
they are not going to be served because of the people that are abusing the ambulance system now. People see an ambulance and may think it's not a patient or not a life-and-death situation, so they won't get out of the way. That it's a celebrity going to get a haircut. Still, some Iranians reacted to the scandal by joking that perhaps the country's popular taxi app called Snap should be starting to offer an ambulance option. (laughs) Could you imagine if Uber and Lyft had an ambulance option? We're not that far from that, right? Well, probably not. Actually, don't they? I think uh, Uber and Lyft, they both, yeah, we have. Where they they will take you to the whatever. Um, I was thinking about that for my colonoscopy coming up. Well, yeah. I mean, really, for any procedure. It's like if I can. I was thinking about this the other day. Can I avoid an ambulance bill? Yes. Am I going to avoid the ambulance bill? Yes. I mean, if I don't need to be in the ambulance, whether that means I'm taking a lift, whether that means I'm driving myself, whether my wife is driving me, I'm not going to do it. Right. So. Yeah, I have my uh, colonoscopy in a week and a half. Next, not this Friday, next Friday. Circled on the calendar. It is circled on the calendar because I have to stop eating certain foods next week. By this time next week, I will be eating uh, low-fiber foods. And then Thursday, my last meal will be around 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. This is all TMI. Except for Jello. Not the good kind of Jello, like the pudding. It's going to be the bad kind of jello because it's only going to be yellow or green. Can't have red jello. Can't have like the cherry jello. Are you familiar with like 1940s style cooking where they made fancy jello with like stuff in it? Vegetables and meat. I can't have that. Nobody can can have that. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody should have. It's going to be only jello. And then I can finally eat sometime later on Friday when I wake up from this horrible procedure. Uh, Again, if you want to contact the show and talk colonoscopies, 303-832-0217. That's the number to call. I know you're out there. I mean, I can see that you guys are out there, and I want to have you call the show. 303-832-0217. Otherwise, that's about it for this program. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for listening. What's on your agenda? Anything? Uh, uh, more Sudafed. Oh yeah, you do. It does sound like you have a bit of a cold. Thank you. I do. I uh, I am swimming right now. I think this might have been my Michael Jordan flu game performance. So. Oh nice. Yeah. Excellent. Well, you did admirably well. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Jason Luber, the traffic guy. I'm pedestrian defender, lover, and uh, advocate, Joseph Peters. Be safe and as always, happy motoring.